What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Woke It's Your Boy Aaron here with some more guests to talk about this topic for today. Now, before we get wrong, I do want to say I hope everyone had a good holiday. Happy New Year's to everybody. Um, as of the recording of this episode, it is released on the 1st of January of 2024. So I want to start the year off right. And I want to start it off right with shouting out my sponsors at Charlotte Clothing. Everybody knows I've been rocking with them for a while. Definitely check them out. They still got great products and more great products coming away. That's C-H-A-L-E Clothing. And also my newest sponsor, Katana Creations. That's Katana underscore creations with a K. Go check them out on Instagram. Does great anime embroidery work. Fantastic. I love the guy to death. And I can't wait to buy more merch. So let's go and get started with the topic, y'all. So the topic for today is black men taking a stand. Now, 2023, not 2023, the past few years have been something for black men. Um especially 2023. So my first question to everybody, um, also real quick before I know, I want to welcome uh, my new guest, Horace. He's in the um, the Blur group chat with us. Uh, go ahead and say what's up to the audience, my brother. Hey, how you guys doing? My name's Horace Phoenix, photographer, poet, a cook occasionally. Um, you'll hear, for, hear more of me uh, later on. A cook occasionally? Bro, you was going down. For Christmas, Thanksgiving, <laughs> shit, a random Tuesday you was going in. Like, <laughs> appreciate it. No problem. This man can go to Ramsey and run for his money. But anyway, uh, <laughs> to the topic at hand. Um, and make sure there's background noise in your background, fellas. Um, meet yourself. I know I may have to as well, because I think. Someone above me is washing dishes and they be loud as hell, but it's okay. Um, it's okay, that apartment lifestyle. But I'm going to start off like with the first question that will bleed into the other conversation points tonight is, how do you think 2023 was for Black men? Anyone can go first. I mean, we all can't be muted and sitting here looking at each other. Someone got to go first. <laughs> Well, I'll go ahead and go first. Um, I think that 2023 for Black men should have opened up a lot of our eyes. Um, I think that there are some in the community, unfortunately, who were lost and who will be brought up later in the conversation as well. Um, but I do think for the, those of us who want the betterment and the progress of our community to go forward. We have seen a lot of BS happen this year. So I think that this has been a year of observation as well as a year of this shit that just has happened unfairly to us, like the John, Jonathan Major situation. Um, there's other stuff going on that happened to people I personally know as other things. So it has been a, a year of observation as well as a pretty hard year for black men. That's that's my whole view of the year so far. So I can go next. So here's my thing. Every single year, 
especially since that whole Kevin Samuels era. And I know we were just talking about him uh, before this episode started. Um, every single year, I feel like there's a certain consciousness, like a certain awakening that happens within the Black community, specifically with Black men. And one of the things that I've been seeing more and more is that we've been waking up and using our voices more and talking about things that affect us and talking about, you know, different issues that before we would get easily silenced for. But I think there's more of an awakening of, of people who are now doing that. So again, I'm not trying to big up Kevin Samuels because I'm not necessarily a big fan of his. But one thing that he did do was he opened up this uh, line of uh maybe confidence is the right word for black men to feel more comfortable expressing themselves whenever they felt like they were being mistreated or they're not just being done right by all of society really if we're being honest here so i think there's more of there's, there's more of that vocal uh attention that's being given now one thing that i will say is that like you kind of pointed to relentless it is there. Ha it's been a hard year because there have been a lot of things that have happened to black men. Jonathan Majors is one of the things that uh, comes to mind when we think about this. But at the same time, I think there's also us being vocal from a from a group standpoint. There's a lot of us who are really just speaking up and talking about the different issues, what we're not cool with, what we won't tolerate and those types of things. So I think to a certain extent, while we have this desperation from like white supremacy and desperation from the their you know tools that follow and we'll get into that i guess later mm. there's also this awakening from us to fight back mm. i like that response anyone else can go next hey um i'll go next um yeah so i agree with this and i think since I guess the beginning of the pandemic, we've just seen as a culture more of a confidence. Maybe it's because we were inside and we had nothing to do but talk and sit with these emotions and these uh, things that have been happening. But there's been this um, surgence or resurgence of open dialogue. And um, a, I, I really enjoy it to have conversations with people about these different topics. And maybe if you guys are aware, um, especially when red pill conversations started to happen more and more, I felt like more men were talking. It felt like we were all sitting in different islands and I don't agree with everything that's said in these spaces, um, but it feels good to at least have the conversation started. Um, everyone has been picking up um, their end of the conversation and getting to hear more perspectives and just not feel like you're alone. I think uh, it's created different communities and bridges to different communities. So it's, it's um, combining what you and Colas have said, it's just, it's been a, been a, a time where we have got to sit back, observe, and actually move forward with our feelings and our thoughts and our perspectives, and even realistically the reality of things that go on in spaces like Kevin Samuels or talk shows or radio shows, or whatever. Like, was it? Yes. Okay. Yes. Got you. Got you. Tamaza, Andrew, oh, Andrew, I see you came off the mic. Yeah, I just wanted to add that one of the things that I think, especially with this year and even with what a lot of y'all were saying, going back to especially even with the sense of pandemic,
this year especially is that with with 2023 it has definitely been eye-opening for black men as well as also providing a lot of clarity for black men what i mean by that is because it's been eye-opening we've been able to see a lot of that's been happening to us and we've really been able to actually see who is truly for us and who is really against us and that's provided clarity because it's allowed us to recognize who our allies are who our enemies are and allows us to actually move forward and figure out the steps that we need to make so that we can become successful and better versions of ourselves and avoid all the bs that we see like that all right tomorrow oh yeah you go ahead it's your show now you are the mic now i'm gonna sit back no i think that um kind of like what to what everyone else was saying i think that um as far as black men, we've been on the incline, I think, for a while. Um, and when I mean a while, I mean like couple past couple of years. And so as far as like 2023 is concerned, I think, yeah, we definitely made strides forward. Um, I guess I'm looking at my fear of influence. Um, minor strides here and there, there's still a lot uh, that needs to take place, uh, especially with like childhood trauma and so much stuff. But I, But I think that we are definitely having those conversations and knowing how, what to add to the conversation, what to take away from the conversations. Uh, men in, you know, business, a uh, lot more business owners, um, even men in sports, you know, waking up, you know what I'm saying, talking about it, um, talking about whatever about them in that, in that sphere, in the music industry, culture-wise. Um, I think there definitely needs to be improvements made there. Um, but we, we, we were coming. We're coming I mean, slowly but surely. We're definitely coming, um, and also looking at career paths. Men who are becoming doctors and lawyers and teachers and counselors, right? Um, you see a lot more men, you know, stepping into those roles too. So I think that um, it has been a great year. It's been a great year, and I just I, what I would say is that I'm looking forward to what next year will bring. What it will look like? You know, will we continue to move forward, or will certain things pull us back? And with that, it's it's like with certain things that can hold us back. Um, I do agree that there are things out there. Um, some of them we'll we'll get into with my next question, um, which will come up in a second. But I do think that it is definitely there has been victories through this year. I wouldn't disagree with that at all. There definitely has been victories through this year. Um, some may look different to some other people depending on who you are, but I do think there are good things and things that need work to take on from, from this year. Um, so I appreciate y'all answering that first question, but I, I will say following up that one, I, I, I do want to get you all's takeaways of from, from things like Diddy's situation, Jonathan Major's situation from even, um, uh, what what else happened? Who, who else black did something? Um, Will Will and Jada, Lord have mercy. Um, just it's. I think that there's lessons in everything that has happened this year, both good and bad. So what's what's a big lesson that you all taken away from a situation or from somebody you personally know who's done great things this year, or or things that have happened where they something they fail and you can take something from that. I can go first on this one. 
So I do want to talk about the Jonathan Majors thing really quickly. So this was a very big lesson for really everybody but black men the most. The main message here with everything that happened to him was really about discernment at the end of the day. If you look at Jonathan Majors, he was a man who had very poor discernment in almost every regard. He was gang goofy when it came to women. He didn't really understand white supremacy. He really also didn't really understand just the politics that end up going into being a celebrity, especially being a black male movie star. Like he really didn't understand that very well and it all came back to bite him, right? And so a lot of people, they just think that either when they get so much fame or they get this comfort around like other white people or people who are non-black that at the end of the day, everybody's going to have their back and it's all going to be good. But when you're a black man, realize that you are you have a spotlight on you, especially when you are very talented, especially if you're an actor, if you're doing something, producing something that is very valuable or that society likes to use. Like so in other words, if you're uh, like Michael Jackson, he was very popular, he was very very talented right but everybody was out to get michael jackson let's be real i mean this man owned 50 percent of sony this man was about to own universal this man was about to own marvel and they were trying to take him down you could hear interviews and little things that you can go back to where he said that they were trying they were out to get him and the same thing happened with jonathan major so what this really established this year or the thing that the jonathan majors thing established this year was this idea that there is a pattern going on and I've always said in multiple instances from my platform, some of y'all know this about me, there are three things that you need to look at whenever it comes to anti-Blackness and when it comes to, and Black men especially need to be aware of this. The first time that something happens, it is a potential accident. The second time that something happens, it's a potential coincidence. And the third time that it happens, it's a pattern in practice. So if you look at all the instances of when Black men have been targeted and things like that, it's been the same thing that's going on. They've gone along with crafted agendas. They've trusted people who were non-Black, or they just had poor discernment in general about the people who are around them. And then at the end of the day, they ended up getting taken down and then being thrown into the ranks with people who are also very talented, but have been blacklisted and blackballed basically by Hollywood. So they're not getting the same type of attention that they would have had they just been careful about the moves that they made. So this really was a thing of looking at Jonathan Majors and his situation and realizing, hey, if my discernment ain't right, I'm going to get hit. Anybody got anything to add with that? Some differently than that? Yeah, I think that um, as it relates to the Jonathan Majors thing, and if we can make like this broad overview of Black men in general, um, I think that this is another thing I realized this year about Black men is that um, we, we're stepping away from I'm the best Black athlete, I'm the best Black actor, I'm the best Black singer, so I'm just the best athlete. You know, I'm just the best singer. I'm just the best actor, or actress, you know. And I think that um, that's where it should be, um, that we don't always have to go into the Black category in order to be successful, you know, that we can step outside those categories. Yes, I can have, you know, Black friends, white friends, Hispanic friends. I don't have to always have, you know, just, just be stuck in one category. And I think that, uh, a lot of people do look at the Jonathan Majors thing and say, "Well, you know what I'm saying? If he was just you stay right there, then you." No, I don't. I think that's that's very um, unfair. I think that's unfair 
because I think that um, that situation um, had a lot going on within it. And I don't think it just had something to do with, you know, race in, in general. Um, and I think that um, I'm for, I for one understand, you know, systemic racism and all these, you know, things that affect our community very well. Um, but I also think that um, I don't wake up and, and confine myself to these things. Um, uh, I try to wake up and I go about my day uh, being the best that I can be, you know what I'm saying? And I think that that's something else that I'm noticing is that find out who you are, right? So self-identity is very important. Self-worth is very important. Um, and I think that it goes beyond, for me, just being Black. You know, it's like, yeah, I know I'm Black, you know, but I'm so much more, you know? And so I think that's what that comes down to. Um, but then you look at um, other instances um, where you have uh, black elites not paying um, their people their work, mm. right? Um, and so that's another thing. So it's kind of like, although uh, we want to, and I think we should focus on stepping out of this this category, right? Uh, we still have to recognize that um, we're not there yet, um, but I think it's definitely something to strive towards. Uh, so that's something else that I think 2024 should bring, right? Breaking that, you know, being the best black versus just being the best period, you know? Um, so, yeah. No, and, and also with that too, it's also not the exact same situation. It also reminds me of Deion Sanders situation where, you know, he left the HBCU, black people was pissed at him. Um, and he went to Colorado and he turned that program, you know, not completely around, but he was better, better than what they were last year. And it was one of those things where he didn't care if his quarterback was black or white uh, or his son, which it is. It was one of those things where, like, I just see progress that can be made and change that can be made here and I'm going to go do it. And that's what he's doing. So it's like that. We do need that from other men like us too, going into next year as well as you just you just look at it and like all right i know how to fix it like it's okay that it may take five years it's okay that it may take five months i'm just gonna go in here and we're gonna do the damn thing right and to that point like i was just saying he's a great coach you know that's just what it is you know he's not just a black coach he's just a he's a great coach you know mm -hmm. um he can go to any school you know and, and affect change and add value and that is something that we should strive for you know but yeah mm -hmm. I saw Colas, you were off the mic, and I think a horse, you was off the mic, too. I just want to say something real quick. So um, the one thing that I will say about your point, um, Tamaja, is that there are only two instances, actually, where I see people talk about I'm the black so-and-so, only two instances. And there's only two types of people, even, that do this. The first types are white people who have categorized you, and the second people are the people who care about tokenism. They're the only two people that I see actually do that at this point. And I see that actually dwindling. So I think that it is good, like you said, that people are waking up and they want to you know, just see themselves as just um, somebody who is successful. And we really have been doing that. I think that's the reality. But I think that what happens is the media, they make it so that 
the people who get highlighted and say these things such as I'm the black so-and-so this and that are your tokens and then are your white supremacists. They're really the only ones doing that, to be honest with you. <clears throat> uh, excuse me. All right, fella. Um, Andrew, of course, you want to jump in? No, no. Okay, he good. All right. Andrew, you got anything to add to this? All right, cool. So, um, along with that, I, I will also say that some, some other takeaways that I've had from things from Black men this year, and this is going to go into my second question, there, there are some things with us, you know, because we're going to talk about the sisters in a second. There are some things with us that we got to get straight to. And there's a couple groups of types, types of men and who who do y'all think? And this is the second question coming up. Who are some of the types of men in our communities that have been problems for us this year that we have seen in the like? I think this can be summed up with that very old classic Chris Rock joke. I love black people. Can't stand niggas. <laughs> <laughs> Go on and elaborate for me, brother. <laughs> and what I mean by that, I mean the black men that are the essentially the epitome of degenerate behavior in our community. They're the the hood dudes. They're the guys that have nothing going on in their lives. They're the guys that just don't be doing nothing. And they really the people that just the dudes that just be causing problems. Because like, I'll even say this on because the other day when I was at work, there was an instance where there was like there were shots fired in like the surrounding community. And so the school that I work at, we had to go under a lock and teach twice in one day just because of some shooting that was like happening in the area. Like stuff that apparently that was stuff that was happening since like what, 12 in the morning. That had been like a all day thing, and it's just like stuff like that. That having to experience something like that was a first for me because where I grew up and where I went to school, I never had, I never heard of a lock and key. Well, I heard of a lockdown, like every school heard that, but lock and key, especially for something like that's going on in the surrounding neighborhoods, like stuff like that is first. And it's just, you know, not only, not only the people who, not only the, the men that engage in the gender behaviors just like that, but also the, and I don't even like using this word, but the men who act like simps, based, and what I mean by that, men that just go ahead and absolve other people of accountability and saying, and always trying to point the finger at us. While not acknowledging that, while trying to make it seem as if we're always at fault for every single thing that happens, yeah, and that it all traces back to us and how we do things. So, the, so the people that are actually the, the men in our community that are actually causing problems, as well as the men that always want to point the finger at men and never at any other contributing factor, if that. No, it, it makes sense for me too, because I'm I'm definitely gonna go to on the degenerate men in our community because it's um 
I'm going to pass this to whoever wants to speak next. I, I've made a post about this before. I've talked to people about this before. The perception of masculinity in our community, unfortunately, is the hood dude. It's it's the drug dealer. It's Nipsey Hussle. It's it's um it's the thug. It's who else? Like Tupac Shakur. Um, it's you know from when he changed his persona from actually being a humble dude to having to be the thug dude because it's like the um like that different world episode when he was the dude Piccolo uh, was a perfect representation of that. Uh, fuck you, Jada Pickett. Um, anyway, but. <laughs> It's it's just like that is the perception of masculinity in our community, because it's like right now, I guarantee you, as well as simps too. simps are also the, the example, like dudes who just give women and bad behavior, all this grace and all this understanding. They are seen as men in our community and not someone who's going to hold the community to a standard. So I add more on to that, but I'm going to pass it off to whoever wants to speak. Also, I can just add one more thing. I love how you also added that back. I mean, that comment of men of of since not being the kind of men who will hold us to a standard because that echoes something that I've often felt thought about. If Malcolm X was alive today, the black community as a whole would hate him because he was very keen on not just hold not just criticizing and holding white people accountable, but also holding the black community to a standard. And if he was alive today. And he was doing exactly what he did back then. They would hate him. But of course, when it's convenient for them, they have no problem saying by any means necessary. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Go ahead, Will's get to go next. Um, yeah, for that, I feel like in our community, we do have a very uh, difficult problem or hurdle to jump over with our affinity towards loud characters like for example charleston white this is is a person that tried to do it as he said try to do it the the honest way um through uh the politics and through the courts but he wasn't getting the traction he wasn't getting the praise he wasn't getting uh anything done so he became this very cartoonishly ignorant type of person that um half of what he says has some merit but it feels as though it's going to be lost because it's always going to be coming from the wrong messenger no matter how right or how interesting the message may be, it's always going to be coming from the wrong messenger. And this is the person that's getting the most traction online. We really, as a culture, really enjoy these type of characters, which are, you know, essentially caricatures of everything that we say that we don't like. But um, I think that's something that we should, I, I guess I don't have a answer to how do we provide the information without having to create these exaggerated characters to get the point across. But you, you know, know, yeah, I know what you're saying, but with that, it's like a Lauren Hill uh, verse in the song. I had to add the motherfucker so you ignorant niggas can hear me. Like, he's literally, Charleston White is literally the embodiment of that quote. And he said it on the interview with Cam Newton. He said, I had to dress like y'all niggas. I had to talk like y'all niggas. I had to call you a dumbass nigga so that you can actually pay attention to what I'm talking about. He was like, now I got attention. Our communities are failing. Over 80% of our children can't read on or above grade level. Like, 
and all these other facts he was spitting. And then when it came to accountability, he go, Cam Newton, oh, no, don't do that. Don't do that. Why not? Why not? Like I heard um this one brother, he does um YouTube channel, he's a very successful guy named Anton Daniels. He said that our community needs Charleston White. Like it's the the perception of not the perception, it's the the guy who tells his kids to get off his lawn. And like, oh, he's like, hey, you know, I know who your mama is. I'm gonna tell her what you're doing. Everybody gets mad at that person, but at the end of the day, they write, you know, you're doing what you're not supposed to be doing. So, but you mad at him for correcting you, but you're not mad at so and so, whoever the community may be. Um, dope boy Johnny down the street tell you, man, fuck that old nigga, man, come sling this shit for me. Yeah, yeah, you right. Fuck that old nigga. Like, it's and I can completely get like something. There's things Charles White says too. I think are completely ridiculous. But there's other things too where it's like that moment on Cam Newton's podcast. Also for y'all, like, go check it out. It's a three hour video. But if you got the time, watch it. You also don't got to watch it in one hit. Um, but he said it perfectly. And just like you said, Horace, I have your attention now because I'm now quote unquote I'm acting like you all. Quick question for you, Relentless. Can you mm -hmm. repeat the question? Oh, the question is, what group of men in 2023 have hurt the Black community the most? Okay. Okay, I can answer that very easily. So it's a tie between three types of people. But if I had to give the crown to somebody, I'm just going to straight up say that it's the coons. It's the, it's the individuals who are the tokens the people who won't stand up for anything, the people who won't like take a stand because they're afraid of the backlash and the things that and the the problems that they're going to receive as far as not speaking up for pro black values, not speaking up for like awakening the consciousness and things like that. So Jonathan Majors was one person who really kind of hurt <laughs> that hurt us in, in some way because of the fact that he was an example of somebody who had poor discernment, like I said before, like I hate to repeat an answer, but the reason why that's an issue is because there's so many of these tokens that are out there doing things for self-interest. He's just one example. He's the one who got hurt the most, but there's a lot of examples of them that are just kind of floating around. The other people that I think are a problem, at least from my perspective, and I talked about this on social media a little bit, are these, what I call the old nigga sympathizers. And let me explain what that is. An old nigga is somebody from the civil rights generation. So usually those black baby movers and people like that who they always got something to say. You know, they're always the finger wagging ass niggas who always tell you about how uh, what happened back in their day. And they really didn't do too much of shit. And we're sitting there. We're trying to criticize the things that they've done and how we need to correct that and that energy. That the, the people who say, well, no, you shouldn't disrespect this person, that person, yada, 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 yada. This sounds like a rant, but I promise it isn't. The issue is that we need individuals who are going to stand up and are going to have like assert these pro-black values, regardless of who it is who basically talks against them, even if it is like a grandparent or a parent or that type of thing. And I think because we don't have these values, a lot of us as black men are not unified in the way that we're handling situations and the way that we are basically standing up for ourselves. So we need people who really are going to be on call with each other. We need people who are going to basically uh, just assert what's important for the black community to come more together. And for us, that's really 
you know, us taking charge and basically saying, hey, black men need to be at the at the forefront of this thing. We need to help all black people. We need to put black people first. And the problem is, is that when you have a self-interest, like you only want to do something for your own self. And there's so many quotes and bullshit that's being passed around on social media that's encouraging that type of thing. Then you don't have the mindset that's needed to create unity within your community. So to me, my problem is like all of these like little tokens who get all these little benefits from white society and then they end up basically being um somebody who everybody glorifies because they did well because of their own personal success but they're not really giving back they're not saying anything that's codified they're not saying anything that's empowering they're doing what they can for them so i think that they're the biggest problem i would put them above the degenerates because to be honest the degenerates i'm gonna be real with y'all the degenerates aren't really that big of a problem as it seems because a lot of them are just inflated. So it makes it seem like whenever you look on media that they're the biggest issue. Like it's inflated that this is the representation of black society as a whole. When really like it's more like the lowbrow in every society, like every culture really has a lowbrow. The issue are these people who are in positions or quote unquote positions of power or positions where they have big platforms and they have responsibilities to put out positive and on code messages and they choose not to. So they misinform their audiences and then it breeds a generation of people who are even who are just as not codified as them, because a lot of people don't realize that the issues that a lot of black men have are related to race not even sex or religion or any of these other things that people try to talk about that um, aren't as big of a problem as that itself. You know, Kola's like, um, one second, Andrew, like, I'm, I'm gonna let you go. It's like, I, I get what you're saying, but I kind of got to disagree a little bit because I think that I would still put the degenerates above, uh, what, what's the term you use for them again? The old niggaism? Uh, old nigga sympathizers. <laughs> old nigga sympathizers. Oh, okay. okay. I got to put them above a little bit because that older waggy figure generation, they get told shut the fuck up or we not listening to you more than the hood niggas because it's like, who do our women want? Well, majority want the hood niggas. Who do our kids emulate? The hood niggas. Like, who do our people see as masculinity the, the hood niggas i don't see the old nigga as perception of masculinity i don't see the old nigga as the perception of what's um tough or what a man should be but i get where you're coming from though that's why i said i kind of disagree I, I did want to add to your point though the thing what i guess what i'm getting at too is like Although we're not seeing them necessarily as a, a symbol of masculinity, like from a face mm -hmm. value standpoint, when it comes to like, um, like from a political standpoint, when it comes to unity, we follow a lot of their values because those are the people who taught us and things like that. I think that's the thing I'm trying to emphasize here. Those are the, because think about it. We're in a system of what? Integration. Right. And that's a system that they brought into and that we're trying to work within instead of trying to get rid of it, trying to create an aggregate society, and they don't advocate for those types of things. So really what we're doing is battling the residual effects of the things that they've actually created. So I guess that's what I'm trying to emphasize and why that's an issue. Those degenerate folks, they're pretty much almost always going to be there, but the old niggas are a problem because in those political spaces, they are a complete issue, especially when we're talking about reparations and things like that. I've seen it. They're not doing anything. They're not doing anything that's that's constructive. And so you at this point with us as black men, we got to kind of charge them to the game. And nobody wants to say that. I see what you're saying. Yeah. I, and I just um, want to jump in real quick because I think that I, I agree with Colas. I do, because I think that 
in this case, when we talk about like the degenerates, okay, from a standpoint of culture, right? We can say, oh yeah, they're diminishing the culture, this and the third. But as as far as the black community as a whole, we talk about political power, you know, economic power, right? You don't see a lot of those degenerates in those positions of power, right? You see a lot of coons. And mm. so I was gonna I was gonna jump on that because I was like, yeah, the biggest problem that I've noticed, I was gonna be right there with you, Andrew, with the with the degenerates, degenerates. But what I'm really seeing now is the coons okay because in certain spaces in our society certain people can enter. not everybody can enter them only a certain amount of people can enter them and um the black people that do get into these certain spaces are not degenerates you know they, they, they ain't little baby now you know what i'm saying no it's steven you know steven who graduated from harvard and you know he lived in this nice you know privileged neighborhood and steven who knows nothing about the black community speaking on the black community you know steven right um good old boy steven um and i think that is what i'm really seeing as a huge problem that we're going to have to face especially in 2024 because we've been facing all 2023 and i'm getting mad every day you know <laughs> Um, <laughs> it, it, it's crazy to me. Um, and I, and I think, cause, okay, where I am in my life, I am, um, I'm, I'm, I'm a very, you know, I'm educated, um, but I also have a background, you know, in like the projects, you know, I grew up in the projects. And so I still have this, you know, <laughs> you know, I still have a little nigga in me. Right. You know, so, you know, I carry that with me along with, you know, my education, my degree. So, uh, when anybody speak against the black community, I go, oh, 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 wait a minute now. You know what I'm saying? Um, and even it is so funny because I'm correcting not white people, but black people in these spaces. Right. And I'm thinking you both, we supposed to be on the same team and we're not, you know. So. Um, so, yeah, I, I will agree in that regard that, yeah, the Coons, they man, we got to do something. You know what I'm saying? Because, yeah, that no. is bad. No, and I and I see, and I think you 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 two are bringing up a very excellent point on why that would be over there. I completely get it. And I, can I add something. Mm -hmm. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. All right. So, I agree with what both you, what, what both y'all are saying. Like, I think y'all are correct. I I would I think I would like to amend what I was saying. While I do still think degenerates are a problem, but as I was just listening to y'all talk, that just made me realize. Degenerate sympathizers are the biggest problem, or are very equally the, or a very or a much more equal problem because because I it, I've always thought about it in in other communities whether it be the white community Asian community Hispanic community we, we do not see so many people from those communities and try to emulate their the the degenerates of their of their kind they don't try to praise them prop them up on social media. I mean, let's be honest. When is the last when is when is the last time we saw a high-profile social media influencer that praises hillbilly culture from West Virginia? Like, when do we ever see that? I'll answer that. We don't because they don't care about that. They know that's not what they want to look like. But in our community, we have no problem showcasing, you know, you know, high schoolers that are just like waving guns, shooting them, trying to shoot what they like to call music videos, which is just atrocious. I mean, we grew up watching the, we, we grew up watching actual music videos like Chris Brown, Michael Jackson. Those are music videos. But what they got now, it's just a bunch of B-roll. 
splice together to some music. Like, mm-hmm. but that's besides the point. But anyway, the main point is that we have a lot of people who sympathize and they always like to deflect from the image that they're putting out there by saying, why can't people just live their lives? It ain't hurting you. Oh, no, I would like to say it's, it's hurting our image because people see that image and they try to emulate that. And, you know, because and to pull off that, to get that new word that I've learned this year from you, Kola, they don't have discernment. They can't separate what's being presented with actual. They can't separate what they're seeing from actual life. And they try to emulate what they see in life. And then we it just furthers the degenerate behavior because they're sympathizing. They're just like, it's just artistic expression. Why can't you just let them out? But as an artist right here, you have a as an artist myself, you have a responsibility to the work that you put out there. No, and, and I definitely can go with that. Horse, you got anything else to add to? Because you did add some good stuff earlier. I don't know if you had anything else to add. No, I agree with Andrew on that. Um, I've I've just started in photography, but you know, um, I hope to um, continue forward with it and then get into videography and also uh, to make, you know, music videos. But I agree. A lot of the videos that we grew up with were, you know, creative. Um, I remember watching uh, the Ludacris video for, I believe it was Stand Up. Stand Up. And laughing. Yes, laughing and just watching, like, them basically create cartoon characters in real life. Uh, compared to now where it is, like you said, a bunch of B-roll footage um, with lyrics slapped on top. And I mean, I'm I'm very conflicted about it because of that uh, artistic expression, especially as an artist myself, and not to leave the original topic of, you know, um, Black men, but like artists like Sexy Red. That, that is questionable. Um, She's a hoe. Let's be real. That's a nasty bitch. It's it's not anything I would listen to. It's not anything I would listen to, but it plays all the time, so I I can't escape it. And also, this is a person that is trying to make a living. This is the most money this person's ever made. And it's that conflict of, of... they're trying to live, but also they are creating something that is going to affect the the people that I raise, my nieces, my nephews. Um, they're listening to this, and you know we try to protect our kids as much as we can, um, but we're not going to be watching every single thing that they're doing. And I know that I've you know been typing on the computer and heard it playing, and I'm like, what is playing in the hallway? And then having to go, you know, grab the phone and try to have uh, try to manage that in some way. But um, I fully agree that artistic expression does need to come with responsibility to what you're putting out. It can't just be this unregulated thing. And that's why, because it was, and I'm still going to stand on it when, even though she doesn't consider herself black, when Cardi B wouldn't play her music in front of her kids, and then people were like, well, then how can you let other kids listen to it? Oh, they're not my kids. 
Okay, but if you won't play your artistic expression in front of your own kids, what makes it okay for our kids? Like, that's the stuff I'll be talking about. Like, same thing with um one of the, the city girl that getting peed on by Diddy. She was talking about how her daughters, they never going to be city girls. They never going to be city girls. Why not? Mm, I just don't think that this life is appropriate for them. Oh, so why is it appropriate for you? See, now that... Shit. Sorry. <laughs> oh, sorry. See, now that's different. How's that different? Like, even... Even same thing with like dudes, because it was this one YouTube channel, it's called um Jubilee. They did this thing called Middle Ground, and it was old gang member, it was Bloods and Crips. And it was uh, like two who were former gang members. And one of them, he was like, Yeah, you know, I was in the rolling 60s back in California. Um, I got young ones, and my son ain't never gonna be in no gang. And one of the dudes was like, Fuck you me. You see what we do for the community? He was like, yes, I do. And that's why I don't want him joining one of them. And they stopped it right there. I'm like, no, nah, they should have kept going with that conversation. But it's, it's just that expression argument, that culture argument is always going to be a thing with us where it's going to back up the degeneracy as well as to you all's point about the coons. Like, oh, we got to vote this way because that's our culture. We got to always listen to the pastor because that's our culture. We always got to listen to grandma and grandpa because that's our culture we always got to do this we always got to do that we always got to do this and it's a quite a few things that do take precedent in our culture that make it fucked up like for lack of a better term that just make made it fucked up but i want to spin it on a little bit more of a positive note real quick with a uh, shout out to my sponsors at charlie clothing go ahead and check them out go ahead and check out their website that's chaleclothing.com that's c-h-a-l-e.com or you can check them on instagram that's chale Clothing, C-H-A-L-E, clothing. Also, if you want 15% off, hit me up on Instagram at underscore relentless15, and I can give you my promo code to get 15% off anything in the store. Also, another shout out to my sponsor, Katana Creations. That's anime embroidery work from hoodies, t-shirts, sweatshirts, whatever you want, he's got it. From Dragon Ball Z, Bleach, Naruto, to even stuff like Pokemon or Yu-Gi-Oh, he's got you covered. That's Katana Creations. That's Katana underscore creations with a K. Andrew, fuck you. <laughs> ah, I hate y'all, but I love y'all so much. Uh, <laughs> um, but to like put a positive spin on it, like what is an example of something that we have seen from this year that makes us go, that's what we need more of? Like in not how we was talking. Um, so like what is it somebody or something that happened? Any, anyone can go first, or I can go first. It don't matter to me. I'll go first. Okay. So one example of something, this actually happened very recent, is the whole uh, Simone Biles situation. Oh, thank as you. Far as, as far as what happened to uh, with my man, uh, Jonathan Owens, I think that's what his name is. That's something that we need to see more of. We need to see more Black men who are willing to know their worth and convey it to the world, regardless of how they are portrayed or how they are perceived and all of that. Now, obviously they got backlash and all this other stuff, but that was from that bad built Shea Butter Samba-ism crowd. They're the ones who really had the issue with uh, 
what my man said because they really want to do like a black man who is just downtrodden, down bad. He don't know his worth. He has low self-esteem. They can talk shit to him. And then everybody else who's an audience and watches this can laugh and joke and talk about how powerful this woman is because she did A, B, C, and D. This man said, no, listen, Simone Biles, she was choosing, you know, I, I'm uh, at the end of the day, I mean, I am the prize. Clearly, she thought that, too, because if you look in the video or, or like when they were talking, you saw her face like she kind of had that like kind of demeanor to suggest, yeah, he's telling the truth. She didn't deny it or try to interrupt or anything like that. So it shows that this man like really had everything kind of on lock and he wasn't really afraid to portray that. And I thought that was excellent. And I think that more of us need to do that, need to know our worth, need to say who we really believe is the prize when it is ourselves and to not care about what other people think when we do it. I'm so glad you brought that situation up because but we're we going to talk, like I said, we're going to talk about some things with the sisters in a minute, but thank you for bringing that up. Go ahead, Andrew. And just to add on to of the rare instances when I get on Twitter, even though I really hate that place, I know I saw one thing from her where she basically where it's like, you know, people are commenting and then going off on their little rants and she just goes, are y'all done? Because it's like, and I'm a big person where it's like, if you're trying to defend someone and say that, oh, they shouldn't be doing this, but they've gone around and already said, I, this is how it is. Who It's like, who are you to continue going back and forth? Because it don't affect you. They're clearly happy. I'm sorry you don't have what she has, which is probably where a lot of this anger is coming from. But other than that, let them live their life and let them be happy on Christmas Day, mind you. Mm -hmm. That's pitiful that they had to do it on Christmas Day. But um, Tamasha Horse, anyone you all want to go next? Okay, well, oh, go ahead, Horace. Yeah, I mean, I agree with this. This is, um, we are... I, I think there's an expression, let someone talk and they're going to reveal everything. There's a growing, I guess, you know, we want to be naive and think that, you know, black women have our back. But in a lot of cases, there is a growing number that just, I feel like, don't see us as human, don't see us as people. They feel they're superior. And there's so many that I guess we're just now becoming aware. Maybe I am. I'm just now becoming aware of just how many just just want to see you doing bad so that they can come and either berate you or rescue you. And it's just alarming. It's an alarming realization for me, um, especially to see this year. You know, I'm going to put a and that we're gonna get back to that in a second um i i think that and i'm not saying it's just because y'all are here um i'm saying it's because it's honest i'm very proud of people i've done content with as well as my friend group um i'm very proud to say that i'm friends and i do work with black men who have purpose you know it's like you know andrew with his art tamaja with his message as well as uh, wrapping up his degree, um, Kola's expanding into books and YouTube. Um, Horace 
good in the photography, um, blurred images, page growing, um, shout out Anime Osume, his page growing, same thing with Katana Creation, same thing with Charlotte Clothing. Um, I'm very grateful, um, even like to our smaller friend group, you know, Miles working for the government, um, Shola about to get his apartment with his girlfriend, um, Louis making ways with his, uh, with his music as well as teaching. Same thing with you, Andrew, teaching. Like, I'm uh Bryce working in um HR um E-Man working at Tubi like it's it's I am truly blessed and I that was my prayer at the beginning of 2013 I mean 2013 that was a while ago at the beginning of 2023 I said dear God please bring great things and allow the great people in my life to show like continue to let those things grow like let their What's the I can't forget the biblical term for right now, but it's like let them let their greatness come to light. And I've been seeing it all year from y'all. And that's genuinely the best thing I've seen. Because right? you know, it's been quite a year for me. It's had its ups, it's had its downs. But that's one thing that has helped me through the year is seeing the miraculous men in my life, like even men who aren't black in my life, do great things. So that's a little shout out to y'all as well as me just being real. Like it, it's I I love my friend group. Like I see brothers I went to school with, brothers I grew up with, and their friend groups are still doing the same bummy stuff they did when they were seventeen. And my friend group, we elevating. Just just being real. Sorry, like people, my life, we're doing great things. You can call that arrogance, you can call that whatever you want, but no, that's the truth, and that's inspiration for me, for real, for real. I appreciate that, fam. No problem. It is no problem at all. All right, anything else to add from this part of the conversation before we move on? All right, if not, we're going to keep rocking and rolling. We're going to talk about, and this is the part that, you know, I've been told may get us in some hot water, but it's okay. Hot water makes spaghetti. Hot water is how you take a bath. Um, <laughs> but there was a post I saw, and I, we put it in the nerd group chat. Well, the Blur group chat, my bad. Um, and it was a post from, I think it was from Justin LaVoy's page, but he's also a mega simp as well. Um, but it was from some page that a lot of sisters gravitate towards, like the shade room, stuff like that. And it was, can we leave the Black women versus Black men stuff in 2023? I'm here to answer that question as well as ask that question. Hell no. Because there are so many things in which, unfortunately, some, not all, some of our sisters will always gravitate towards and will always be against us. Like if it if you tell, hey, you know, I think that you can make money a better way besides having OnlyFans. Who the fuck is you? Who the fuck is you? What the fuck is your problem? You bitch ass nigga. You probably gay. Um, and then they support the saucy Santanas, the Jesse Smouliers, um, but they don't support. The regular everyday brother, the nine to five brother who's making it. It's I think that it's not gonna go anywhere because to similar to what Horace said, and this is where I'm gonna pin back up, is viewing us not as human, viewing us not as people as well, that they are some way sort of superior. Like it is not everybody, but it is some. It's like, you know, I'm not gonna say the exact situation, but Boy of mine had a situation where a sister displayed that type of attitude. And that's that's a brother right there whose heart is full of peace and love. And shout out and respect to you, bro. But 
it's just one of those things where we got to leave it behind, but it's not going to be left behind. So what do you all think? I feel like I've been going first a lot, but um, I definitely have something to say about this. <laughs> um, I'll be honest with you. I feel like the stuff that we see on social media is an inflated version of reality. So I'm not saying that there are issues per se with black men and black women as far as like us having issues with each other relationship wise. I'm not saying that at all, but I think that the way that social media shows it is not the reality of how detrimental these issues are. Now, are they becoming more detrimental? Absolutely. Is it as bad as is being said there? No. Now, with that being said, I think there's something that we need to consider here. And I've said this many times before. The problem, once again, even in this situation, is discernment and maybe even a little bit of self-awareness as well, too. And on my platform, I make it clear what the real problem is over and over again. And the problem is, is that most of the people who are having this back and forth war aren't realizing who the actual enemy here is. And I've said before that a lot of the problems that exist between black men and black women deal in white supremacy. I've said that so many times. And anytime I talk about issues, like when I look at media and I look at the images and that were portrayed in these old school black movies that we used to enjoy all the time, and I talk about the ways that some of the women were portrayed versus the men, I've said millions of times that white people are the ones who are producing or have some type of hand in this, and they're therefore influencing the way that we react to one another back and forth. What a lot of people like to do is assume that this is not an issue because what they're doing is they're looking at history and they're looking at the presence and they're assuming that there's no middle ground and there were no residual effects between those two things when in fact there are. As a matter of fact, it's so deep that it's still in the present. So what I'm basically getting at here is that as much as I would say that it should be something that is left behind, you know, because we're gaining more discernment and that should be the thing, I don't think it will because there'll always be that underlying group of people who will ignore the discernment factor because they want to feel how they want to feel. And usually from my platform, it's usually a problem with the Shea Butter Samba class. I'm just being totally honest. May you break that down what that is again? Because I know you did in the post about what that term is. But, you know, from my Absolutely. audience who, who doesn't follow you, break it down what that term means. Absolutely. I'm so glad you asked. So what a <laughs> what a shea butter samba is, is a it's a type of black woman, a specific type of black woman who believes herself to be this gimmick of an empowered black woman or of black girl magic. In other words, she has taken this idea of her sex being a priority over her race. However, she still goes back and uses racism when convenient. So in other words, a good example of this is the Taraji P. Henson situation. She's been in tons of movies, roles, et cetera, that exhibit some forms of shea butter Sambaism. And co the color purple is the most recent one because this deals in a hatred or an, or uh, the the castigation of black men and then when she was talking about the money issues she to some extent was alluding to that being a race problem 
So you can't go with, and, and again, Taraji Pinson doesn't vocally say these things per se, but she just gets in different films and projects that allow these agendas to go on. My point is, is that she then cried racism because when she talked about Brad Pitt and Kate Blanchard making more money than her, the issue with that was it became a thing of race because these are two white people. So my point is, is that that's being an opportunist. That's being one sided. That's basically saying, hey, you know what? I'm going to do things that either show I hate black men, allow agendas to go on that show hatred towards black men or verbally even say I hate black men. But at the same time, ask maybe even for the help of black men when someone is actually racist against me. The Shea Butter Samba class has an underlying hatred for black black men. And ultimately, what they like to do is they like to they like to to some extent almost believe like it's almost a psychosis. They believe that the black woman is almost a different cultural or racial group than blackness itself. It and is then the they craziest go shit ever. And then they go look for that confirmation bias with other black women, especially black women who have power as well, like um, Tia Mori. Um, talk about her divorce, and then now all of a sudden she misses her husband. Um, uh, Brittany Renner, uh, always praising her body count and talk about how women can go out here and fuck whoever they want to do, but then want to play the race card. Like, oh, I, this happened to me in the industry because I'm black, and this happened to me because I'm black. Um, even um, uh, like some adult film actresses who are black try to do that, or you have other like Oprah, the big one, for example, who does that. Like, I can't freaking stand Oprah um so that I just wanted to add like add yeah I just wanted to add that to what you were saying yeah that was pretty much the explanation though but yeah the that's really what a shave up butter samba is so it's uh, I use that term to separate because a, a lot of people are always saying oh don't group all black women don't group all black women I'm like I'm not so I'm going to tell you who the problem is the problem is you shave butter sambas and the reason why they're called shea butter sambas is because it makes a play on shea butter being this symbol of black girl empowerment while also being sambos. That's the whole idea of it. Mm. I don't want to go off on a tangent here, but I'm glad you already said something about Oprah because the other day I finished watching the Hulu series Black Cake, which was like based off a book. I read the book. I liked the book. I had very mixed feelings about the the series that they made because they left stuff out, they took and they also took endearing qualities from one of the few black men on the show and it and gave those attributes to some of the women. And, and essentially they made it seem as if a lot of things that he ended up doing, he wouldn't have done without the black woman around him convincing him to do otherwise. Whereas in the book, he came to that stuff all on his own. And the reason why I say that is because that show was also like for that show, Oprah was also an executive producer on it. So that's my little tangent. Mm -hmm. Man, you know, um, Horace or to oh, go ahead, Tomas. I think um, from what I said, um, and like it was brought up earlier with Colas, I think that the media paints a picture, right? Um, and this picture is not, like you said, not rooted in reality. And so I, I think where I sit, um, I do see a lot of uh, positivity when it comes to uh, the Black male and the Black female working together um, to do certain things, whether it's business, ministry, raising kids or whatever. I, I am seeing a lot of positive outputs of what that looks like. Black families, um, uh, positive outputs of what that looks like. 
um, a lot more than I would usually see in a year. Because I think, <laughs> you know, I see a lot of, you know, this nigga ain't shit or, you know what I'm saying, this bitch ain't shit, you know. And, and I think I am seeing a lot of like, you know, black love and black positivity and black excellence. And it's not just a uh, black girl power, or, you know, black man. No, it's, it's it's a combination of both of them coming together. I'm seeing a lot of that. I saw a lot of that in 2023. And so as it relates to like looking forward in 2024, I'm looking forward to see a lot more. Um, and I think one of the things that uh, we can do as people of influence in the black community is promote these positive images. Cause I think we can spend a lot of time and energy talking about the negatives of the, of the black community. But I think it's powerful to point out all of the positives. Cause I think like you, like we mentioned before in any, you know, race, um, there's always going to be those people, you know what I'm saying? Not even in any, any family. You know, it's always going to be the old, that person, you know, that cousin, you know what I'm saying? That brother or sister, right? Um, and so it's kind of like, I, I choose that thing. This is another thing. I, I, let me tell you something. I ain't got time for, like, foolishness and crazy stuff. I didn't cut off a lot of people this year. You know Same. what I'm saying? Because I'm in a different, I'm in a different place. Um, and all I want to see is positivity. Now, well, now I won't say that. I think that I want to see positivity, but of course I'm going to see some negatives too. But the negative that I'm looking at is is not, you know, kind of like um, what the media portrays. Mm -hmm. um, so it's almost like because I pick my positives, I also pick my set of negatives too that comes with that. Um, but I think there's still a lot of room for growth as far as is this man versus, you know, black man versus black woman thing going to go away? Um, no. Um, because there's always going to be that one or that two, you know, that group. Yeah. Um, there's a group of women right now, you know, uh, that may be looking at this podcast and just looking at all of us. These niggas ain't shit. You yeah. know what I'm saying? It's always, you know, there, there, there's always going to be that friend group. You know, there's another friend group of men looking at this podcast and, you know, saying, oh, these niggas, you know what I'm saying? Shit ain't no real niggas. You know what I'm saying? Whatever. Right. Um, so I, I just choose not to, uh, uh, accept that as the reality you know i know it's out there but i'm choosing to not accept it um but yeah but to your question hopefully in 2024 we see more positive outlooks like uh it's so funny because i i saw this instagram post and it was this black young this black mother talking to her son about you know uh, coaching him before he scores his last little you know um point right they're playing this basketball game whatever she coached him and he said you gotta make the shot so he goes out make the shot and everybody just go crazy you know and i look under the comments and somebody talked about how um this is the type of thing that trump is against and all i mean it's, it's just it's one <laughs> of those things where yeah it, it's just one of those things where people add comments to things that need no i mean you, we don't need those type of comments you know, just just enjoy the video. Just say how cute it is. Oh, that's so cute. And keep it moving. You but know you, what I'm saying? But, you know, with that, Tamaza, I mean, to cut y'all, it's like I remember seeing that, too, because Chris Brown took a picture of all his kids. And he was basically saying, you know, regardless of how busy I am, I'm glad I can always make time for my babies. And, and you got people in the comments, wonderful, good black father, strong black father. And then you got that one person. None of his baby mamas is black, though. 
<laughs> you was muted. What was you saying? Yeah, and it's always going to be that. I the, the post was like something about how, yeah, this is what Trump and the Republicans hate, a strong black family. And it's kind of like, you know, it's uncalled for. You know what I'm saying? Just enjoy the video, right? Or uh, somebody make a post. <laughs> you know, it's just, it's just, yeah, just negativity in general. Just enjoy the post, enjoy the black positivity, and move on. I think that's something we can do, we can strive for. So let's do that, you know? You had something to say, Andrew? I just remember I took the class and some of the questions on one of the tests, it had a lot to do with logic and saying. And one of the things that they talked about was how a certain type of argument can be fallacious because it brings up a completely irrelevant point, which just goes along with what y'all were just talking about. Because it's like, what does any of that have to do with what we're talking about? Like, does that... Does that literally change anything about what was being discussed? No? All right, then it did not need to be brought up. And that's, another, and that's just another thing that I would like to see get left in the past is that if someone has anything to comment about anything, it is actually relevant to what's happening. And it's not just some random comment just to try to disqualify or like just to just try to disqualify what's happening. Like if something, if there's like a touching moment between a child and their parent, we don't need to worry about the race of the parent or how it plays into the political landscape. So it's like that ain't the point of it. So don't 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 make it about something that's not. Exactly, and it's like with that, with Tomasha's point of the looking at the positivity this year, I have seen a growth of appreciation for black fathers, um, black brothers, like uncles, cousins. It's, and I appreciate that there are some women who have been honest, like, Oh no, my dad wasn't great, but my husband is, you know, like, or it's like, you know, my dad was cool, you know, or my dad was amazing. And shit, so was my brothers, so was my uncles. And it's like, thank you for not being team woman all the time. Like, no, nah, it's some good adult men in my life. And then also vice versa, too. It's like, no, nah, my wife, she got me. Like, no, nah, like, um, who is it? Um, like Dwayne Johnson was talking about how the biggest lessons he learned in his life was being a dad to girls. Like he said he grew a new appreciation, not just for women, but for fatherhood, because um uh, he he did the show with Trevor Noah. He also mentioned a play times about how his upbringing wasn't the best, but he had to relearn what love is through his kids. And he said that it actually made him a better father, especially with his younger girls. So it's like those um type of things I have seen this year, and I have seen black men give to other um black men, black women give to black men and vice versa like vice versa and so forth and so forth so i do think that some of that versusness unfortunately some of it is still out there like tomorrow said it's just still gonna happen but i am but i am happy to see that some people like nah not all niggas ain't shit like nah not all black women is terrible like no like my my sister's kind of dope or like no my my husband's amazing like i need something he got it type of deal so to circle back around, unfortunately, it's still here, but I'm glad that some of the noise is dying. Anything else to add from that? All right, so with that, we're going to move on to the last question of the evening. And I know some of us have touched on this already, but if you have any more to elaborate on, 
um, anymore to give. Now is the time to do it. So last question is, what are some things that need to change or stay the same for Black men in 2024 and beyond? I should start playing the Japanese music when I start asking questions. Uh, um, for me, I'm going to go ahead and say this. Um, Black men, um, as well as also men in general, just and I'm going to say this, and I'm going to be real. This ties back to what we last talked about. Just because you take her side don't mean she going to fuck you. I'm just putting that out there right now. Just because you defend her don't mean she going to sleep with you, bro. I, I had to say that right there. Um, don't be afraid to give women accountability just as much as you give men accountability. Um, as well as with that, I think starting next year, men prioritize the things that benefit yourselves. Read books, go to the gym, surround yourself with good people, take in good information. Hell, take in negative information and understand it and break it down and see why someone thinks that way. Because like a term we talk about in counseling, not term, a concept we talk about in counseling is everyone's behavior makes sense to them. So let's go into the year understanding as well as being ready. It's nothing wrong with being prepared. You stay ready. Oh, you stay ready. You don't got to get ready. Um, as well as just the biggest thing I want men to do, 2024 as well as moving on, is give yourself proper respect. Like, be appreciative of the little victories. Like, hey, look, it's been a rough day, but I worked hard. And, you know, it's been a long week, but vacation start tomorrow. Or it's like, you know, I did do good this week. I did work hard this week. I did go to the gym today. I did eat healthy today. Let's start giving ourselves more praise than what we allow ourselves to accept. That's one thing about men, especially black men that needs to change. We need to give ourselves more praise. And I'm not talking this, we're perfect type of praise, but it's like, no, I did good today type of praise. There's nothing wrong with that. So with that, I turn it over to you all before we close out the show. Yeah, one thing I would say, um, and I would I would talk from a point. I'm just going to talk about me what I learned um, myself for myself. Um, now, like what Carlos talking about account. I mean, discernment. Yes, I also throw in accountability, self worth, self love. Mm -hmm. um, continuing that, I like that. You know, taking yourself out. You know, what I'm saying, doing this, doing that, just you. You know what I'm saying? You know, you work hard. Yeah, treat yourself. Uh, that's something that I had to get into a habit of doing. Um, because, uh, you know, um, raised to think, okay, man, you work. And you work. And you grind. And you work. And that's all you do is work. You know what I'm saying? And I found myself working a lot. Working <laughs> <laughs> a lot. You know what I'm saying? And never having any time for myself. But it's so funny because I, I it's so funny because what prompted me to really, um, start doing other things such as going out to eat i want to try this place i want to try that place uh go and get my feet done all kinds of stuff um i was on like tiktok whatever i see a lot of men posting these like self-care you know um tutorials and things right um and also like these self-love things where they take themselves out they go on vacation they travel they do this and do that by themselves right um and it's so funny because i think it's very important to know and get to know yourself as the man first before you invite the woman in. You know what I'm saying? Because I think that 
Um, if you cannot, and this is who, okay, if you can't stand in the mirror, right, and say, I'm a man, you know what I'm saying? We got a problem. You know, if you need that to come from the woman or somebody else to validate you are a man, that's a whole problem. Um, and so know yourself as your own man first um, before you decide to bring the woman in. Um, but I would narrow it down to self-love, self-care, self-worth, identity, accountability, and then, yeah, discernment. All right. Go ahead, Horace. Uh, something I think we should uh, continue with is I've seen a lot of men talk about purpose uh, for this year. So I hope that that continues. I think that's... Um, so vital because especially as a teenager we don't when i was a teenager we didn't talk about purpose a lot we talked about working making money and doing a lot of stupid things and i'm seeing more people talk about purpose and people talk about not having a purpose and you know discovering that purpose or when they discovered it so i want to continue to um hear those discussions um, have people share what it is that got them to that point because your purpose won't be in a relationship. We try to use relationships to give us purpose, but it won't. And it's not fair to yourself. It's not fair to the other person. Uh, so I do want to see that continued, see those conversations happen. Um, yeah, purpose. For 2024. I like that. All right, Colas. So as far as things that should continue, I would say being vocal. I would say being assertive. I would also say finding balance because I've been seeing a lot of that too. And some of you all have to certain to some extent been alluding to that. What I mean by that is uh when you have certain values as a man, especially if like you're pro-black, I'm gonna give that as an example. It seems restrictive, but it really isn't. There should be this ability to be able to stand up to things that are wrong, that are oppressive, but also this ability to still find joy, to be able to enjoy things and so that you're not always frustrated, angry upset and that type of thing. And I think that's one of the really cool things, especially about being a blurred, is that there's so many things to enjoy. You know, you play video games, there's movies you watch, things like that. Now, it's difficult if you, you know, like, uh, if you're a pro-black, you understand, like, certain messages and stuff like that. But at the same time, there are ways to still find joy in the things that you do. So having a balance is important. Things that we should really, uh, what was the other part? It was uh, do do less of. Was that the other part of it? I want to make sure I had that right. It was things we should uh, continue and things we should change. Things that we should change, yep. Things that we, one thing that we should change is that we should, we should have, uh, 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 first of all, I think you alluded to it to a certain extent. We should stop simping. Like some of us should stop simping. Now, I know some people don't like using that term, but it is very specific. So as long as you know what you're saying and how you're defining it, that's really all that matters. When I say simping, I'm not talking about people who are complimenting women. I'm not talking about people who are being loving to women. I'm talking about people who are siding with or excusing certain negative or hurtful behaviors 
at the expense of not giving women the accountability that they should have the same way that anybody else, specifically men, are typically given. So I think that that's got to end. I also think that nothing that needs to end is the selfishness. I think that at the end of the day, we are here to empower Black people as a whole. The man is the one who's going to be the main person responsible to do that. And we need to really take that role and we really need to own that. And we need to stop with this whole, I'm going to get this for me. We need, we need to stop looking at celebrities because a lot of celebrities are doing that. You know, they're showing all these little success stories and things like that. And we think that just having that is cool. You know, helping your people is cool and doing something that's productive and constructive and codified is cool. We need to be able to have a certain code where we are selfless and we are willing to give back in a way that is constructive. I like that. I like that. Um, for a little bit of other things too, like a collection of what everybody, some, well, a collection of what everybody has said as well, some of my own thoughts. Um, thank you for that. Horace, I, I've been waiting on you all day to do that. Thank you. <laughs> um, this is to men as well. This message is for men, but it's also for women listening too. And I'm going to say this with love and not mouse anything. Like to to some of the sisters who do this, please stop defining what a man is. You don't have our experience. You don't have our body parts. You know, let's be real. Uh, but there are things that happen with our lives that you will never experience or you will never know the consequences of or the accountability, whatever. Please do not keep telling men what a man should be. Um, just being real. Fellas, once again, never be afraid to hold them accountable. Stop simping. Just because you agree with her don't mean she's going to sleep with you. I'm going to say that again. Uh, um, uh, now, this is for the men to the men. Um, I see this happen so many times with brothers I know from my hometown who still do this. Um, brothers from, like I see on social media, things like this. Please stop living your life off the next man or who's popular. Like, you're not going to be NBA young boy. You're not going to be LeBron. You're not going to be the dude who you went to high school with who made something himself just because you're his boy. Find your own purpose. Find your own way through life. Starting 2024, through the rest of your damn life, be you. Be your own man. Um, As well as, I will also say this too. Thank you, Tomash. Um, I'll also say this too. Continue to surround yourself with good men. Con surround yourself with men who uplift you, who make you laugh, who also make you reflect on yourself and who aren't afraid to hold you accountable as well either. Also, for men, for themselves, do the work. Understand what a man is. I will say this again. We have a perception in our community that masculinity is the nigga. No, masculinity was Thurgood Marshall as well. <laughs> like masculinity was Malcolm X. Masculinity just ain't NBA young boy or LeBron James. Like, let's just be real. So do your own work and understand what a man is. And even if you don't, ask around. Good men will help you understand what a man is so you can make yourself a better person. Give yourself that grace. Give yourself that understanding. And let's go into the year trying to be better than yesterday. So that's the biggest thing I got. Anything else got anybody got anything else for close out the show? Go ahead, Andrew. One thing that I definitely want to say, and this is definitely a message for the men, do not be afraid to hold yourself to a certain standard. 
because it's because a lot of times when men, especially and black men in particular, when black men get disrespected, is because they look at us and they don't, and they see us as so low. They see us as individuals who are not deserving of respect. And whether it's warranted or not, at the very least, what we can do on our end is hold ourselves to a certain standard to the point to where if they are going to crit- if anyone is, if anyone feels the need to criticize us, it's going to be on very minute, small details. Like when people go, like when people complain about the Batman, Spider Man, or the most recent Spider Man 2 game. It's such a great game that a lot of the complaints are just small nitpicks. Like if, if that makes sense, because it's like you need you should hold yourself to such a to such a certain standard that whenever people look at you, they 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 know for a fact that they cannot say much about you, much negative, because they know that you're about your business. They know that you have you know a set of morals that guide. They know that you have a plan in life, and they know that you are actually just, you're not just out here existing, you're out here living a life, and you're actually trying to make a living, not just for yourself, but for others. Going back to what Koloff was saying, not being not being selfish, because especially since we're talking about things, how it will help the black community, you can't have a bunch of selfish individuals in a community. That's how a community dies. Yep. So please do that. Please, please have standards for yourself. Please self-love, you know, growth, um, accountability, as well as enjoy life. You know, our life as men shouldn't be like somebody said, go to work, go to work, go to work and die. Um, we're we're more than punching in a clock and dying in 40 years. Um and last thing I want to say before we close the show. Um, I do want to say a man who's always on his purpose is going to piss some people off. <laughs> and let's just say that I've seen that this year and I'm perfectly fine with those people who are mad at me. Um, same thing. I know the same thing for Tabaja. I know the same thing for Andrew. I know the same thing for Cola. I know the same thing for Horror. I know the same thing for a lot of genuine brothers I know who are doing what they need to do to grow. You making some people mad as hell right now because you because you are you and you on your own purpose. And guess what? Oh, well. <laughs> Oh, well, this ride of success is fueled by the dreams and the aspirations that a man has in his soul. So with that, this has been Woke, brought to you again by Charlie Clothing and Katana Creations. I'll see you on next episode. Once again, Happy New Year and y'all be easy. And men, you got this. <laughs>